clear your mind and climb the tower. Hi everyone, this is Rowan Odom. Today, we're pleased to showcase The Tower, an ambient, experimental audio fiction which combines a concept album and the mystery and drama of a young woman's journey of self-discovery. Join Kiri as she forsakes the hustle and bustle of the modern world and ascends a seemingly infinite tower. Along the way, she will witness sights and sounds which will challenge her very being and have deeply personal conversations with friends and family on oddly convenient phones left on the tower. Immersive and contemplative, the tower lays out an experience that is touching and dramatic in turn, inspired by the works of Ryuichi Sakamoto and evoking introspective adventures like Celeste. You can find The Tower wherever you get your podcasts, or as an ad-free album on their Bandcamp, tincanaudio.bandcamp.com. Part 1, 2, and 3 are available now, with Part 4 coming soon. Hello, I'm Cody Michael Carmichael, and you're about to be listening to the amazing podcast Syntax, which probably means you're smart, charming, and have great taste. And maybe you're interested in scientists discovering and doing cool things, or you'd like to be one. If that's the case, you should come check out BroadlyEpi.com, where I teach the science of epidemiology, programming, provide summaries of the most recent research, have some software tools available, and a lot more. If you're interested in renting a scientist, well, we have that option too. BroadlyEpi.com, epidemiology, broadly speaking. Hello listeners, this is Ty Vaughn, writer for Syntax and voice of Silas Caldwell. I'm thrilled to showcase our sponsors, the exceptional creative software suite, World Anvil. World Anvil is the one-stop shop for tabletop gamers, fantasy and sci-fi authors, or world-building enthusiasts who just can't wait to start getting some thoughts down. This is far from just a wiki editor. They have a number of tools and features available, including world-building templates, an RPG campaign manager, a novel writing and publishing tool, interactive map builders, timeline builders, and more. Your vast web of outlines, character plots, and family trees has a home waiting on World Anvil. Check out the full features using the link below or by visiting worldanvil.com. Subscribe using the promo code in the description of this episode and you'll get 51% off an annual subscription, and you'll be directly supporting the creation of TSP Network shows. Thanks in advance for checking it out. Hi everyone, Rowan Odom here. We're pleased to showcase The White Vault, a horror podcast set in the frigid darkness of the Arctic Circle. Follow the adventures of an international rescue and repair team investigating a mysterious signal while navigating the treacherous nature of the polar nightmare they find themselves in. Worst of all, they find they may not be as isolated as they think. Fans of Syntax will love this indie series created by a two-person team. The show balances fictional elements with painstaking scientific, linguistic, oral, and cultural precision and details. The science team hail from all across the globe, a multilingual and multidisciplinary team dealing with their findings as best they can. Filled with masterly crafted foley that places you in the moment with polar bears, howling icy winds, and more. Find The White Vault however you listen to podcasts, or find out more about the show at thewhitevault.com. Subscribe now and delve the waiting horrors. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. No, that's not... You said it was just one for all. We've made it. Halfway back to the breach. We're taking a short rest. Right, right. Get, get a grip. Silas Caldwell, evacuation report. I guess that works. We're taking a short rest. Jay is getting Elizabeth's vitals, and we're catching our breath. I... I don't want to just sit here, so I'm making this quick note. In case... In case the worst happens. You finished, Jay? Is she... Still breathing. Heart's still pumping. Nothing wrong with her other than... Uh, complete unresponsiveness. She might as well be asleep, but I've tried pain stimuli and I get nothing. Not so much as a hand spasm. Only movement I can see is her deep breaths, and her eyes are doing a lot of flicks under her eyelids. Almost looks like REM sleep. You know, like when people are deeply dreaming. Rapid eye movement? I've read about that briefly. So that seed pod might have had some kind of sedative in it? Laura, give me that bundle there. This one? Yeah. That's the one. We won't know more until we've gotten her back to Vincula, Silas. Good guess about the sedation. But hell if I know any sedative that works that fast. She was out like a light. I'm still just hoping she pops awake here in a minute. But at least while her vitals are stable, we can hope this is a passing thing. Any updates? No change. Still stable. Alright, we'll leave shortly. Get a breath and a drink while you can. You'll let me know if anything changes with Elizabeth? Yeah, of course. Hey, Silas, uh, go keep an eye on Cassius. See if you can go get him to sit down for a minute, too. They're gonna need the rest as much as anyone else. I can try. That's going to be difficult with how much they're pacing around. Just do your best. We all got our parts to play. And I think Cassius will listen to you. What? All right. I'll see what I can do. We're gonna be okay. A few more hours of jogging through the woods, and we'll be back through the breach, and then we're gonna get Elizabeth some help. Alright? Yeah. Yeah. We're gonna be alright. She's gonna be alright, yeah? We're gonna do our best. Just a few more minutes rest here, and then we'll be home before you know it. Cassius... You... What is it? Um, it's just you haven't rested yet. You need to make sure you get a moment to breathe. I'm fine. Don't worry about me. We've got bigger problems anyways, don't you think? Yes, but you've been running high speed like the rest of us. You have to lead us back, and you need a break too, before you get too exhausted. I told you I'm fine. I can handle a little hiking in the woods, and we're going to be just fine. You'll see. Cassius! I was worried about that. Um, they're right, though. We're going to be all right. Yeah, I'm sure as hell going to be a mite sore, though I'm sure you will be too, Alex. You'll have to let Lizzie know how easy Limerite back was. <laughs> you, you don't think, you don't think she's going to... Hey, I don't know what the future holds, but if you're still breathing, then you're still fighting, you know? Best to put thoughts of failure out of your mind and think about brighter days. 
If anybody's gonna get her back safe, it's me and the goons. Ain't that right? Yeah, I guess you're right. Hey, Silas, go sit on Cassie's if you have to and get them to stop rummaging in those packs. I haven't seen him stop, and this heat is a killer. Last thing we need is someone knocking out and adding another passenger on the Jeremiah Express. I'm trying. Trust me. Jay asked me to do the same, but they just won't stop. I'm, I'm going. I'm going. boy. Here, Alex, this is good for what ails you. I snuck in some treats from June. Might give us a little boost on our hike back. Thanks. Since when am I the Cassius Keeper? Where is it? This better be important, Silas. Yes, it is. Well? If you don't stop, drink, and catch your breath, you're going to cause problems for the team very soon. What? Are you really lecturing me right now? Please. Like a lecture would stop you. You're not going to be helping anyone if you get a bout of heat stroke. We need you to be our team lead, and you need your break. I can help you find what you're looking for while you sit and drink this. Fankula's going to give me hell again. And I don't blame him. Again. It is hardly your fault. Everything in the breach does not agree with human physiology. With the exception of one individual, everyone here signed up knowing this world was unexplored and potentially dangerous, and I've had no reason to suspect any of our mishaps have been directly related to your management. You've listened to our cautionings, and nobody's better at cutting through the undergrowth and finding their way than our very own expedition lead. So... Yeah, and for all that, we can't help a bundle out of the breach with some new ailment every other trip. Feels like I've just been lucky right up till now. I failed Elizabeth. I should have told her to drop that fucking thing. Well, feel free to apologize to her or chastise her once we're back and she wakes up, as you see fit. Now, what were you looking for? (sighs) The seed pod, the thing that blew up on her. I was trying to find it to be sure we had the sample for the analyst back at Vincula. Oh, well, I know where that is. And it's safe and sound. Okay. Okay, good. It really does feel like it's all out to get us, doesn't it? I think I've been saying that since day one, or thereabouts. But, yes, this Gaia, for all its natural beauty, doesn't make for easy exploration. Kind of reminds me of a bad ex. (laughs) Or it would, you know, if I had one. If I may venture a guess, too busy? You seem like a driven individual. Nice of you to assume. It's not because I'm generally an asshole. But yeah, let's go with that. Is knowing what you want enough to be classified an asshole? I may qualify. Oh, Silas, I've known since I've walked into your office exactly what Vincula can do with the breach. And you've made no qualms about sharing your opinion since then. We have both been a bit assholish about it. It's just a shame you've been the one turning up right all along, unlike me. I'm still glad you're at the helm. For all the interruptions, it's nice knowing we have a conscientious objector keeping our footprint to a minimum. As much as possible. All right. I sat down at your request. You don't have to keep lying to me. I'm being a good little expedition lead. I'd hope by now you'd know I'm telling you exactly what I think, without the trappings of deceit to clutter my judgments. Hmm, maybe so. Oh god, what now? Is that Alex? What's going on? Sorry, sorry, sorry. Oh my god, I'm so sorry. I, it just caught me off guard seeing it up there. Might not be a problem. But take a slow, careful look up yonder where I'm pointing. Yeah, the crook of the tree. It's easy to miss. Holy shit. Is that a spider's web? Yeah, you see it. Go up a little higher into the next tree limb, and then kind of train your eyes on where the middle of the web pattern should be. Whoa. Good God. That is a man-sized spider. That's about the size of it. He ain't moved, didn't even flinch when Alex let us know she noticed him. 
But yeah, probably the end of our little rest here anyway. I don't much care for it giving us the peeping Tom treatment. Shit. Makes me feel like my eyes are playing tricks on me. I keep thinking, no way that can be any bigger than my palm, maybe my forearm? But no. That limb has to be ten meters up or so. And about the same to the next branch. And he's taking up a good chunk of that space. I... Yeah, we don't have time to make a specimen log. We've rested enough anyways. Let's, uh, quietly make our exit. No sense in startling the guy. Fred, go let Jane know he and Allura are up first on the stretcher. I'll get us stowed away here. I'll keep it down, yeah? You got it! Yeah, you got it, boss. You okay, Alex? Yeah, yeah, sorry again. Uh, it just caught me by surprise so much when I spotted it just kind of hanging up there. I thought I saw it moving, but it looks like it hasn't moved after all. All right, well, let's get moving and give it some space. But I'm going to make a mental note to make sure and keep an eye out for webbing all the same. Spiders usually have venom to liquefy their prey's insides, right? Imagine getting wrapped up by something that huge, just waiting for the putrefaction process to finish. It's the cytotoxins, but this is neither the time nor the place for those notes, bookworm. Let's get moving. Uh, right, right. Oh, damn it, I left it on again. Where did it go? I already handed in my written report, Miss Vo, and this is the second time I've made a verbal one. Elizabeth caught one of the seed pods, which we've placed in the medical team's hands, and it made a puff sound and she collapsed. There was no indication of trauma, per Jeremiah's report, and no sign of anything else that might have caused her current condition. But I didn't come here to give you another report. I wanted to know how Elizabeth was doing. Stable and unresponsive. Virtually no change whatsoever from the condition you returned her in, Thatcher. However, with our equipment here, we were able to make a further deduction. Medic Woods made a note about what seemed to be heightened eye muscle spasms, and our brainwave monitors more or less confirm. She is still very much alive, and experiencing what appear to be vivid dreams. The medical team has discussed pharmaceutical approaches for her awakening. If we can identify any contraindications with whatever may be in her system first. While she is stable, we seem to have the benefit of some time on our hands, so we're being methodical in our approach. Okay. That's all... Well and good, I guess. It's the best we've got for the time being. Was that all, Miss Vo? Hmm? Yes, I suppose. We'll keep you informed of any changes to her condition, but otherwise get some rest while you can before tomorrow's pre-journey meeting. Meeting? Yes, the pre-journey meeting? Before every expedition? We'll find a replacement for a cryptozoologist shortly, but your mission to locate the drone shouldn't require the services of one. So the mission will go on. What, just just carry on? While she's laid up? What else were you going to do precisely? I, I was... We were... This is unfair! How can you... I hope Vincula's prepared to expand the triage room. What was that, Mr. Caldwell? It's just... I don't think there'd be enough room for all the breachers in here at present. Considering the report stated the way to the drone seems covered entirely in those trees where the seed pod came from. Unless Vincula is aware of some other way that Elizabeth came under her current malady. (sighs) There's nothing else to do, really. Except forge ahead through the same trees and possibly all come down with this strange dreaming affliction. Then we'd all have to get hauled out. Or... Maybe just left there, dreaming away until the night monsters come round for their midnight snack of the whole science team, plus their security team. That certainly removes the need for an expanded triage room. But I'm not entirely certain what Vincula's plan is, and heaven forbid I jump to any conclusions. Indeed. I think you forget yourself, Mr. Caldwell. If Vingula can't achieve results with this team, then as I'm sure you've heard stated before, we'll find someone who can. Hopefully you have that list of replacements at the ready, Miss Vo. In the past, it was usually Elizabeth who recommended safety procedures and spotted dangers well in advance. 
her expertise and acumen for observation are very likely the reasons a few of the breachers are still here to talk about it. I don't give us very good odds without her, frankly. Not in the breach, nor in this rather cramped medical office. Interesting points, Mr. Caldwell. I don't know whether to thank you or punch you. I've been kind of careful. Sometimes. Of course, but as the kids say, where was the lie in what I said? Maybe I'm more shocked at how she didn't have a comeback for that last bit. I was expecting when you goaded her to come out with that you are replaceable bit, but now I wonder where we stand. High chance our situation is unchanged, unfortunately. That was a surprising send-off, but nothing like a commitment to safety or well-being. They don't even know what's in Elizabeth's system. How can they reasonably expect us to get through this new forest area without proper countermeasures or basic understanding of what we face? I dread the idea of heading out there while there's no clue what's going on with Lizzie either. I know I'm not much good for her moping about, but... The thought of her having no one other than Vincula text close by? Didn't we just agree to watch each other's backs? We can't just go. I agree. Sadly for Miss Bellinger, we're the closest thing to friends and family she's got here at Vincula. I feel really sorry for her. You're edging closer to that punch, Buster. You guys on the Breacher team might be weird and not as well-adjusted as I am, but I wouldn't leave any one of you behind. That goes for you too, Mr. Midnight Snack for the Night Monsters. I thought that line was a nice touch. Too bad Miss Vaux didn't really give us anything damning. I was hoping for some juicy tidbits about ignoring the safety briefings. Oh well. I'm just glad I didn't lose bladder control, either from the way she glanced at me after my comment or that she might notice the recording. Nothing to notice at all, la-di-da. Nothing to notice besides a complete lack of care for employees. Uh, oops. Uh... Yeah, that. Of course. Please wake up, Lizzie. I've been told we really need you and stuff. And I'm sorry I got you into another mess. I still think you did a great job of getting us out of that mess. Oh, you don't think so? That could have gone so much worse. Say, if we'd lost track of our way back... We were already having a hard time passing the stretcher back and forth, and trying to keep the sweat out of our eyes. Yeah, okay, maybe you were having a hard time. And we almost smacked straight into the web of a man-sized spider. A spider which, I remind you, disappeared shortly after being spotted and still hasn't been found. Do you know how irksome it is to find a regular-sized spider in your house only for him to escape? Now make that one the size of a large Rottweiler. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to tell you the same thing I said to you when you started panicking out there. He's probably just as scared of us as we are of him. Probably. We got out of his territory and he made himself scarce. Oh, yes. Off to munch away on its man-sized prey out there on Gaia somewhere. Probably had to let its SO know about the juicy morsels it saw today. Maybe left to spread the word a bit. Let a few dozen siblings and cousins know about this huge haul of hairless monkeys just come waltzing by. Can you believe it? They put them on these banquet stretchers. We've brought the concept of delivery food to Gaia, Cassius. Uh, <laughs> you are impossible right now. Okay, okay, I give up. Thank whatever lucky stars you have, things didn't go that awry. Are you happy now? Hmm, not really. Sorry, I... I don't really know what else to say. I'm still quite worried about her, too. Guess we better, uh... Get something to eat, yeah? I just noticed I'm... Kind of starving. And exhausted. We can ask June for some vittles. And see about getting some chairs in this bleak waiting room. Yeah. Really good ideas, actually. Let's do that. There. I have it on. Let me hear this theory again. You have me curious. <laughs> oh, you want my lunacy on tape, huh? 
Who are you going to with this story? The tabloids? Nobody's going to believe a word of it. It might surprise you into what academic circles I could spread this story, if I was the one who told it. If anything, recording you, of all people, detracts from the accuracy of my tale. You're going to get that walloping yet. <laughs> if that weren't so true. Ugh, nobody wants to hear the visionaries in their own time. Alright, so you know, of course, I came here looking for the same creature I saw that night I was out Bigfoot hunting. Vincula got me stoked on the shreds of information I was able to get from them when I signed on. That I would be given the opportunity to explore new locales, looking for previously unheard of creatures. <laughs> and that was all they gave me. Not much to go on, and I've been secretly hopeful for this one all along, right? Now it looks like we've done exactly that. We've found an ape-like creature, at least by all our indicators thus far, with an incredible ability for stealth. But there are loads of Bigfoot and Bigfoot-esque stories all across the world. So where does that leave us? I'm just doing my best to follow along here. You're the biologist. Hell, you're the ecologist. You tell me. Damn straight I am. So, okay. What we know of the breach is it was found in the ocean. But it may not have been in the ocean all its life. You've got a sigil at the midpoint indicating some kind of sentience involved, and the ecology on Gaia, while definitely odd to us, isn't so far removed as to be considered completely alien. I hypothesize, and it's just a hypothesis. There was some kind of regular back-and-forth traffic between Gaia and Earth at one point in history. I, th I think creatures of all kind may have gone from one to the other freely. How far back? I have no guess at this stage. For what purpose? Still, a complete mystery. We don't even know how this bridge thing showed up in the first place, but given that there are a few ecologically similar things about Earth and what we've seen on Gaia so far, I think some species could have been Gaian natives that got loose on Earth and didn't thrive. Their species could still be existing on Earth, carried over as these folklores, but they are now so rare or completely extinct from not adapting to Earth's climate. Who brought them here? Was it a natural migration, or was it forced colonization by a sentient species? Maybe even early humans who used the breach for their own purposes? I don't have remotely enough data to theorize further, but that's tantalizing enough to keep searching once we're able, yeah? You think some of the creatures from Legend may have been real creatures in the breach, or on Gaia, rather, and they were either brought here, or the stories of the creatures were enough to spawn the folklore? It's possible, right? I mean, shit, man, they come up with whole religions on flimsier stories than that. But I could be completely wrong. We might be the first ones to open the breach after all, and it's just some artifact left behind for who knows what purpose. Still, I'd rather start guessing, start hypothesizing, and keep an eye out for more clues that may tell us if these Gaian species may have some additional commonalities with Earth species. We already confirmed they're mostly carbon-based lifeforms with DNA in their cells, Pretty damn similar to Earth species on a very basic level of life. Well, I can't comment on how your hypothesis fits the developing situation, but it makes some sense to me. If it was open at one point in history, it may be why we have an Akkadian manuscript with the language isolate matching the type of sigil in the breach. There may have been some commingling of the worlds, after all. What? Who could that be at this ungodly hour? Greg, what's up? Hey, Silas, just wanted to drop by and chat for a bit. If you aren't busy entertaining at all hours, that is. <laughs> oh, oh, hi, Cassius. I, uh, I can come back later. Yeah, Silas, our third is here. <laughs> Look at your faces. Uh, get in here, Greg. We're having a coping session. Silas, I'll cover the door. You make like grease lightning and get out of Vincula. Hell, get out of state. This one's crazy. I'll hold him off as long as I can. Um, tempting offer, but I must decline. Yes, come in, Greg. We're just trying not to think about stuff. Yeah, I figured as much. Jay wanted to drop by too, but he's helping them move Elizabeth back and forth between test rooms they run her through. Vinkula's got a whole ass diagnostics bay back there with CAT scans and whatnot. Guess it makes sense with them being a biotech firm. But yeah, I don't mind blowing off a little steam. Cassius? Uh-oh. My time has come. Listen, I, I know I'm not really cut out for this. I'd like to apologize. What? 
In my heyday, I might have tucked Elizabeth in my rucksack and taken off back to the breach with her solo, no sweat. But I'm not as young as I used to be, and I felt we were a little slow getting out of the breach on my account. So I just wanted to say, I'll be doing my darndest from here on out. No more slacking. I don't think we were slowed down by you at all, Greg. Hell, I'm glad you were keeping your cool the whole time. And you took twice as many turns as the rest of us on the stretcher. Don't think I didn't notice. That I did. Even if I was a bit slow, I'll be damned if I wasn't going to be helpful. I made one promise here. Money can go to hell if I can't do my best to get y'all out safe while I'm around. So I'm not going to keep being sappy. I'm just going to keep doing my best, you hear? I... I hear you. And I appreciate that, Greg. Really. Oh, that must be Jay already. Jay, come on. Oh, Alex. Sorry, I wasn't expecting you. Hey, Silas. I saw Greg head this way, and I didn't want to be alone anymore. Do you mind if I come in? Is that Alex? Alex, come in. The party's really getting started now. Hey, we're slowly getting the whole squad here. Outside the breach at last. Of course. Come on in, Alex. As you can see, my home is rapidly becoming a zoo, and we already have a few other critters here. And now the whole yard is here. Huh? How are you doing, Alex, dear? Better. I had a little time to myself and got a little sorted out. I'm better now, I think. Good. That's good. We're here for you. Yeah, I talked to Jay a little... He said that sedation effects like this are usually short-lived, and that there was still brain activity and stuff. I don't really know a lot of medical terminology, but like, it looks like there's a lot of hope. Of course there is. Absolutely. We're all worried about her, Alex, but we gotta stay positive. Maybe we can send some of that energy Lizzie's way, and she'll have to wake up and come see what all the fuss is about. What do you think? Should we grab one of those birds from Gaia and put it in a room when she's back from testing? Imagine letting one of those things squawk at her point blank. <laughs> that would be enough to raise the dead, methinks. <laughs> yeah, maybe. We'd probably have to slip past the breach lab, though. Hey, you remember? I'm the soul of stealth. I get one of them things in there, no problem. Hmm, what's that sound? Very heavy boots and very loud screeching. Hmm, must be Miss Vo. Or Greg and Miss Vo, one of the two. <laughs> Savage, but... Accurate. <clears throat> Get me the lake water, Cassius. I must have that lake water. No, please, you're giving me flashbacks. My fight-or-flight response is being triggered. I might have to throw a chair out a window so I can escape. Come on in, Jay. Door's open. How do you know it was... Oh. Surprise! Hope it's your birthday, otherwise we got the day wrong. Jay, you came! How's Elizabeth? Come on in here, Jay, and help me tame this pack of animals while you give us a status report. Wow, uh, sorry I'm late, I guess. I had no idea this was turning into a whole shindig. Neither did I, to be honest. But, yes, how is she? Have they found out anything? Sadly, no. No change near as we can tell, and I've got nothing to share. Vincula's got some great tech, though. As suspicious as I'm sure we all are, they've spared nothing in having her checked out. We should have some idea of what, if anything, is staying in her system, if that's what's causing her to stay knocked out. Still, I'm as hopeful as can be, all things considered. If her toxicology comes back clean, we can try some happy wake-up juice on her. Hmm, alright. Glad nothing's changed for the worse. Sounds like we have a plan, at least. That's good. Good to know. Um, Jay, real quick, before we get too comfortable, I have some bad news. Oh? What's that? There's no June treats? Not as bad as that. I checked my recording from the other night, and I seem to have left it unplugged for too long, and the battery ran out. I have Greg's story, but not yours. I was going to ask if you didn't mind sharing it again, for posterity's sake. Oh, oh, I'd love to hear it. I'm always dying to know I'm not the only weirdo with a cryptid story. Not like your weird-ass shadow story, Silas. And Silas said yours was a good one, Jay. Yeah, can we hear it? Please? Anything to get my mind off of things, even if it's a little bit spooky. I don't think I'm going to be getting much sleep tonight, anyways. The people demand it, Jay. That, or you better start singing, and I know you can't carry a tune in a bucket. All right, all right. Yeah, of course I got no problem with it. 
Didn't expect to have to retell it so soon, and to so many. But hey, life comes at you fast. Aight. So, yeah, I grew up in a bigger family. A whole load of us kids, and Mom and Pa were often too busy to take care of us youngins. Oh, they loved us, mind you, but there was like 12 of us. Mouths to feed, and both of them had to work. So the oldest ones watched out for us, and the middle ones tried to watch out for the youngest. And I'm smack dab in the middle of them. Not old enough to call the shots, and not young enough to not have to worry about much. Well, I guess I could have lived my life nice and fancy free, but it felt wrong. So I took care of who I could, as best I could. Big, small, didn't matter to me. We didn't always get along. Weren't the best of families, I reckon. But we were all we had, so we stuck together. Anyway, pretty bleak sounding, I know, but ignorance is bliss, they say. We certainly didn't know any better. And man, we could have a great time if left to our own devices. We always had a full hockey team. If you didn't do something stupid like deck the baby trying to score a goal, everything was fine. <laughs> uh, nah. We usually played fine. A little rough with the bigger ones, but we knew we'd get an earful if we did any serious damage. And you know, I was always keeping an eye out. I didn't know why exactly, but I always felt like I had to be the one on duty. I knew where the bandages were, how to take care of scratches before mom saw. You know, that kind of thing. I guess it's pretty obvious how I ended up on my career path then. That's how... That's how I almost landed in a heap of trouble, too. At least, I'm pretty sure that's what might have happened. Ah, just get on with it. I haven't thought too much of it, except now these two times I've had to relive it. Wasn't even all that particularly frightening, not at the time, but now. Having to think back on it, and given what I've seen so far, it does give me pause, you know. What might have been if I'd lingered for just a teeny bit longer. So, okay. We were down in the Everglades, and we were out there to go noodling. Sorry, you were what? Oh, here we go, found the city slicker. Just teasing you. Noodling, you know, is where you get down in the water, put your hand down in a hole where you think a catfish lives, and then you might even wiggle your fingers a little bit, make yourself look all delicious. Then that catfish comes out and chomp, tries to swallow your hand or up your arm a little. Well, catfish ain't all that great at biting, actually. They got little teeth, but it feels like sandpaper. Not too bad. Anyway, once the catfish has a hold of you, you haul them out of the water, and before you know it, Mom's got a nice platter of fried catfish for dinner. Simple as that. How do you know there's not, like, a shark or an alligator or a snapping turtle down there? <laughs> Well, not much chance of a shark, really, but yeah, the good noodlers still have their fingers, so usually Pa was out there with a stick checking the holes first. If you feel something, though, or you come back with less than a whole stick, you know you don't want to go sticking your fingers down there. It was usually Pa's job to check that first, though, and to be honest, I didn't do much noodling myself. By the time I was old enough to, I was hauling small fry for fun, or we'd just didn't need to do it as much since the bigger kids were all grown and gone. Nah, usually my job was corralling the little ones while the adults hauled out some truly monstrous fish to feed the family. I was doing exactly that on this trip. I was stuck with five, maybe four at the time, of my younger siblings to watch. I was pretty young, like a uh, preteen, but I was keeping an eye out on my younger siblings and passing the time by hacking at the reeds. Probably not the most environmentally friendly way of passing time, but I didn't know much better, unfortunately. But I got distracted from that pretty quick, too. I'd let my attention wander for what felt like a fraction of a second too long, and one of my charges went missing. Little James, this one. No more than five, maybe six years old at the time. Two down for me in the age order. Not quite the youngest, but too young to be off by himself. I should have just hollered for help. Lord knows what all I was going to do at the time to help if they had gotten scooped up by a gator or were drowning in the swamp. But I took off all the same, after I put the others in the truck to hopefully wait for me. I started going around and around, just calling his name as loud as I could. James! James! In case we haven't established this already, 
I wasn't the sharpest kid around, and I was probably scaring him half to death with how loud I was yelling for him. But I could feel the panic starting to clutch at my chest. Breathing was getting tougher, and it wasn't the running around I was doing. I was letting that fear get the better of me, and was waiting too damn long to get help, too. I know all these things now, of course. You know that feeling in a dream you get? I don't know if this is like you, but sometimes, when you go to scream, nothing comes out? Or maybe it's just a hoarse whisper. Just the pathetic sound of your throat kind of rasping, with no oomph to it. I think... I'm not sure. But I think I started doing that. I'm not sure why. I wasn't sick, and I shouldn't have been getting that tired yet. But it felt like something was wrapped around my windpipe at that point, and I wasn't able to properly call out anymore. With that silence came a new sound. I heard someone calling my name. It was definitely my name, see? <laughs> I go by Jay and went by that even as a kid. But this voice was saying, Jeremiah, Jeremiah. And it was really odd to me. No one called me that in the family, unless, you know, it was Ma or Paul calling your full name and you knew you were in a world of hurt. But I heard it again, Jeremiah, Jeremiah. And I somehow became convinced that it was little old James calling my name. Now I knew somewhere deep in my marrow that wasn't my brother's voice. And yet, at the same time, I knew it was. I was deeply convinced of both facts, and that's probably why I just froze in place for a bit. But then I heard it a third time. Jeremiah, Jeremiah, come here. And at that command, my feet started shuffling. Almost like my body was unwilling while my mind didn't see a problem with where I was going. I did that little shuffle all the way to where the reeds grew thickest and carefully pushed them aside so I could get a look at what lay beyond. There was this little sort of meadow amongst the reeds there, shielded from the rest of the Everglades, just a tranquil little spot on its own. The lily pads were remarkable though. Each had a little light on top. I thought at first it was awful bright outside for lightning bugs to be out and about, but then I looked a bit closer and realized the light was on top of these little fleshy vines growing out of the lily pads. Never seen anything like it before. They grew up maybe six inches or so, then dropped down and ended a little light that flickered on and off while I watched. Dimmed and brightened. Dimmed and brightened. Then I heard my name called again. Jeremiah! come to me. It was real loud this time. My head snapped of its own accord to the sound. It seemed to come from right near me. In fact, it looked as if it came from the lily pad closest to my feet at the edge of the swampy little clearing. Again, part of me thought, oh, that must be James. And the thinking part of me grasped what I was seeing. The light at the top of this lily pad was twinkling in time with the calling of my name. Jeremiah. uh, and I saw that light blink four times with each syllable of my name. Come to me. Three times it winked on and off. I blinked stupidly a few times. I made to rub my eyes, but my arms seemed limp at my sides, like I was paralyzed. The light was getting closer and closer. No, it wasn't. I was leaning closer and closer to it. My back was arching while my arms hung down and my feet were rooted to the spot. Damn feet must have been the only smart part of me left, not going anywhere like that. Must have been making whatever was calling me real impatient, cause I heard it again. One last time, full of authority and power, like it was my drill sergeant commanding me out of my bunk. Jeremiah, come to me. The light was dazzlingly bright in my vision at this point. I bent over, with my face almost touching the lily pad. My nose was so close, I finally caught a whiff of the plant itself. Oh, that smell. That hideous, hideous smell. I want to tell you, it smelled like rotten meat, but that don't do it near enough justice. We had a cat dying of barracks when I was at Fort Benning, and we didn't find it for a few months, or thereabouts, in sweltering summer heat. Yeah, okay. I see y'all imagining it. 
Now imagine that ten times worse and you've got an idea of how bad it was. Something had died horribly right there on that lily pad. It was bad enough that it jolted me to my senses, finally, and I jerked my head up with a rush. Pulled back on the reeds as hard as I could, just trying to reverse out of there. Real glad I did too. I got nothing to back this story up. I ran back to the truck where my folks had already found James and were looking frantically for me instead. I didn't really feel like talking about it. Couldn't find the words to describe it anyway. But I swear, to this day, I think, as I jerked my head back, I saw the outlines of jaws. The wide, gaping jaws of some tremendous fish poised around the lily pad. As I ran, I thought I heard a great snapping and gurgling behind me, fading away to just the sound of water rushing down an impossibly long, deep pipe. I didn't bother leading anyone back. I don't know if that spot's still out there somewhere. Don't really care to go find out myself, either. I changed my mind. Uh, I'm not sure I was really ready for a spooky story after all. Ah, uh, at last. Another creature feature. None of this mamby-pamby esoteric spirit nonsense. Something almost ate you, my dude. Yeah, you know my situation ain't all that pleasant. But I think I'd take it over what happened to you. I at least don't think whatever was troubling my sleep meant me harm, not directly. I might have called you a bit of a loon before now, too. But you already said it. I've already seen too much at this point to just write it off. (laughs) (laughs) Damn, you almost jumped out of your skin. Are you alright? I'll be fine. I think. I wonder if that's someone with an update for us. I thought I might find the bunch of you here, after I couldn't find you anywhere else. How are y'all holding up? Having a little group therapy session, are you? More or less, Mrs. Dawson. Oh, excellent. You always know how to cheer us up. Woo! The sweets train has arrived. All aboard. Well, thanks, June. You really didn't have to. Cassius, I think we got all that. Can you hit the recorder for me before you get up? Oh, yeah, sure. This land cannot bear us, nor we bear this land any longer. For too many generations, the stink of this land has risen like an affront to the heavens, such that even the dirt cannot bear it, and it covers us up in retribution. Everything that crawls, that flies, that swims, despises our presence. If not for our mighty shield-bearers, ever strong and vigilant for years without end, we might not last another single year in this place, let alone another single season, or whatever may pass for a season in this maggot-ridden filth. We have made use of the length of our time here, and busied our hands with the work, the rescue of our people. A few more than we thought escaped from the Hamau of the land before. It is a wretched deliverance, but deliverance all the same. Now the way before is sealed shut. Any who remain are now well and truly lost to us. We have done all that we can to bring out the living and the dead from among the... jokes. The mockeries? The way forward is made ready. Yes, another Nabalkutu. Another place. Another hole. Another pilsu. Translator's note, I had made reference in an earlier segment that I wasn't sure how many authors may have been responsible for this text. The language and script are the same, as if copied by one hand, but this is almost certainly a different author. (sighs) The language is a bit more flowery, and there's a great deal of assumption being made that some time has passed since the last segment in this one. Either that, or the generations are quite short-lived. Not all that surprising, given the subject material and the average lifespan of ancient humans. Mm, If this is, indeed, the story of an ancient human at all. Postulate for another time. Resuming translation. I, proper name here. Once again, author not too keen on coming up with an Akkadian variant. It just has the sigil repeated from the unknown language in the Akkadian part of the text. I... Whoever I am, have spent long seasons, 
with the waxing and the waning of the stalks, tree trunks, odd usage there, I have spent much time studying the ways of our predecessors. Our ancestors performed the Nabokutul and thought themselves perfect, godly, holy, that only they could divine the will of something. I don't have an Akkadian word for these. The larger symbols used in prior texts that I guessed were deities are used here. A cluster of them, what's more. Maybe like a pantheon? I'm just going to go with gods for now. The predecessor thought they alone could divine the will of the gods. I have studied longer, deeper. I have gained insight from communing with our servants. I have searched back as far as our history goes. There are those more ancient still. They were the true perfectors of the will, the wanting, the desire to connect, to bind ourselves to the gods. Our fates, our destinies could be changed. But the rituals and the asking and the will all must be changed. The predecessors were wrong, or at least imperfect. The ancients knew, and the ancients took their secrets with them. Some of them. And some of them I still have. And I will find the Nabokutul to bear us out of this disastrous land. This I swear. Hmm. Fascinating. Seems like there was a sudden surge in the popularity of their religion. Perhaps given the unforgiving climate they found themselves in. Perhaps a power struggle where the priests found themselves in charge. The new author rather sounds like a priest for some reason. They definitely have more emphasis on these gods, if gods they are. They bear an odd kind of weight in the text. Like their names were too pure or too important transcribe an Akkadian name for them. I can't think of many other reasons you just wouldn't use the language you're including in the book to describe these beings. <sighs> that's all for me for now. Hopefully that's a good use of my time while we are letting the drone mission alone for a bit, pending Elizabeth's examination. Thank you for that reconsideration, Miss Vo. Much obliged to you. You sure you're gonna be all right? It doesn't seem like you've been able to get much rest since y'all came back. I haven't gotten a lot, it's true. But we had a weird group nap in my apartment after you dropped the sweet treats off. The bed got stolen, but I managed to get some sleep anyway. It was better than trying to sleep alone. I think we all decided that together, unspoken. I'll be fine, Mrs. Dawson. I want to be here, just in case she wakes up. Well, you do know how to reach me if anything changes, you hear? Of course, Mrs. Dawson. You can count on it. Good night. <sighs> Alright. Well. Time to collect my thoughts, I guess. Vincula has given us until they find out more about the mechanism for Elizabeth's condition. Miss Vo seemed oddly confident that wouldn't be a lot of time. But we're to tend to some of our duties here, in the meantime. I continued my translation work. Cassius has been organizing the sample lab. Everybody's found ways to keep busy and prepare for the next step. We're still getting a faint drone signal, so at least we aren't running out of time on that end. Alex said that the battery should last a while longer. Oh, speak of the devil. Hey, Alex, I'm surprised to see you here. I was willing to watch this show. I had to come by at least for a little bit. I promise I won't stay long. Uh, June already told me I should go back to bed too. Don't worry. I wasn't going to start chewing you out. Not my place to tell you what to do and what not to do. I'm just surprised is all. You had to come check on her, huh? Yeah. Felt weird. Not having any company basically all day. I mostly just organized and uploaded files for Vincula. 
I'm becoming more or less the IT person around here when I'm not taking measurements for breachers out on Gaia. Familiar feeling. <laughs> I was always having to explain to everyone else in my family how technology works. Now I'm doing the same thing with file formats and measurement serialization. Trying to make it all make sense for the analyst teams and any other scientists that might view our work later. In other words, boring stuff. Have they done anything else for Elizabeth? Oh, yes, uh, actually. Looks like the talk screens came back clean, and there was a nurse in here earlier that gave her a shot of something in her IV. Her IV? Not her nose? Her nose? No, it wasn't the nose. It definitely went in the IV. Jay said the stuff they give you to wake you up usually goes up your nose. Weird. I wonder what it was. Did you happen to catch the name of the medication? Uh, no. No, sorry. I've been a bit exhausted today. Not really thinking straight. That does seem like a kind of important detail, but I didn't even ask. Hmm. I'll have to make a point and find out more about it. Either by asking the nice way, or the sneaky way. <laughs> You're not likely to get the answer anyway. Vincula being a biotech firm means they probably have some confidential corporate hoops to jump through. Wait, what's the sneaky way? I just told you they're kind of making me their IT wizard, didn't I? Oh. Oh! Clever. That could be really useful indeed. Yeah. Really useful. Like, right now, watching one of my new friends and being utterly helpless about it. Hmm. Same use they might have for a linguist right about now, I suppose. Or really in general, at any point since we've gone through that damned breach. Couple of real helpers, aren't we? While the biologist and cryptozoologist blaze trails and take names left and right? You know, I try. I think I try. I'm not very good at it. Feels like that's abundantly obvious to everyone on the team. Not just that I don't want to be here, but that I'm nothing more than a walking recorder most of the time. I thought I might try my hand at encouragement today. I can't tell if it helped or not. I think I'm far too bleak about it for it to be helpful. What sounds like grim certainty to me is a hopeless reminder to another. I think you've been a little helpful. I noticed Cassius was pretty despondent at first, but after you guys came back from your meeting with Miss Vo, they looked a lot better. You... you think so? I know so. We chatted a bit today hanging out in the sample lab. I... they said- <laughs> Holy shit! Syntax is a podcast by Twin Strangers Productions and is licensed under an attribution share-alike 4.0 international license. Today's episode was directed and produced by Stella Odom and written by Ty Vaughn. Silas Caldwell is played by Ty Vaughn. Cassius Thatcher is played by Beth Fung. Elizabeth Bellinger is played by Morgie B. Alex Yard is played by Jules Christine. June Dawson is played by Renee Helsel. Greg Washburn is played by Cody Burke. Jeremiah Woods is played by Eldrin Smith. Miss Evelyn Vaux is played by Kyla Crockett. Additional voices and sounds provided by Gage Odom. Listen to other episodes, find our social media links, and make donations by visiting syntaxpodcast.com. Rate us on iTunes and Google Podcast, and follow us on Spotify. Tweet us at TwinStrangersP with your burning questions, and engage with fellow listeners on our subreddit r slash syntax pod thanks for listening hey it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad high quality fashion without the price tag say hello to Quince I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters sleek leather jackets fine jewelry and so much more with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. 
Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.